A former USF employee charged in a major fraud case involving the university has agreed to a plea deal. Court records show he used credit cards to embezzle more than $12 million between 2014 and 2020. Go to a cash machine to get a ticket. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the Bad Bookkeeper Club featuring Craig Feltner, attorney, CPA, and owner of Supporting Strategies of Greater Cincinnati. I'm your host, Steve King, founder and president of People at Your Service. I'm honored to have Craig and his team as one of our great members of our collaborative of professional services companies. And together, this collaborative group serves and supports growing businesses in greater Cincinnati and beyond. Craig, as an attorney, CPA, longtime CFO, and now the owner of Supporting Strategies, one of the largest and leading outsourced bookkeeping companies in the nation, you've been vigilant about sharing with me countless examples of the dangers that exist for business owners, especially small business owners like me, when bad bookkeeping, often illegal bookkeeping happens. So I know you've got three important examples to share with us today in the all listener submission uh, edition of Bad Bookkeeper Club. So uh, welcome. Great to see you as always. Yeah, episode number four. Episode and, four. Um, there's no shortage of good content out there on bookkeeper embezzling, but it uh, it's really nice and helpful when when I get cases sent directly to me. So that's what we're going to look at uh, in the October Bad Bookkeeper of the Month Club. All right, we'll lay it on us. Give us the dirt. Yeah, so let's scare get right me. to it. <laughs> I hate to say, scare me. Go ahead. Uh, number one is Daniela Molina Noda from Miami of Florida, 27-year-old, uh, was working as, on her LinkedIn profile, uh, it shows as uh, administrative assistant for Green Tree Incorporated, which is a local landscaper in Miami of Florida. Got it. So Daniela Molina Noda, uh, she decided that um, uh, her annual pay was uh, 26737 and she decided that that was not enough. Yeah. And she began to issue payroll to 20 former employees of Green Tree and directed those deposits uh, to her bank account. 20. 20 former 20 employees. 20 former okay. employees. It's a lot. Uh, totaling $152,000. Uh, from August of 2018 to March of 2019. Okay. Wow. Uh, they had a three-day trial in August of this past year, of 2021, and she has been found guilty, uh, five counts of wire fraud, two counts of aggravated identity theft, and she has not been sentenced yet, but she's looking at a maximum sentence of 20 years for the wire fraud and two years for aggravated identity theft 20 additional employees all right so yeah so think so think about that i don't know how big green tree is but somewhere along the way the owner of green tree uh lost touch with his business and uh was not reviewing the payroll records must not have even been aware of of what his payroll dollar amount uh, should be on a bi-weekly or uh, monthly basis 
And so uh, Molina Noda uh, uh, took advantage of that and over a, maybe that's a seven month period, uh, $152,000 uh, strictly through, through payroll. So she didn't have any other, any other scheme worked up. I always find it interesting to look at what they spent the money on, even though that is uh, irrelevant, but uh, uh, $4,888 on jewelry, $5,716 <laughs> on a car, $3,776 at rooms to go, $10,064 on various electronics, $1,803 on a timeshare in Orlando, $162.85 on Juana Walt Disney World Pass, and $375 on Disney tickets. Uh, in addition, uh, this uh, payroll scheme was <coughs> uh, uh, also paying her monthly rent of $1,500. Hey, Craig, uh, I, I know this is not, I, I know sometimes we try hard, maybe sometimes we try too hard not to make this a sales pitch about supporting strategies. I, I totally get it. and and. Uh, at the same time, I think one of the things you guys do really well is you help small businesses like me. We, we, so as you know, we've officially now become a real grown-up company. We've got payroll. We've got four uh, employees that we're now you know, running payroll. We've got an awesome guy on my team, uh, Joey, who's also our executive producer of the podcast now, uh, running payroll and, and doing a lot of things. So my question to you, if I can ask on this, is how, how does supporting strategies or, or an outsourced accounting bookkeeping company like you help me as a guy that's now got payroll and has zero interest in being involved in the day-to-day, week-to-week operations of payroll, how do you help prevent me from being green tree landscaping? So we bring that separation of duties that most small businesses uh, can't afford. So. Uh, this administrative assistant at Green Tree, she was probably tasked with a whole bunch of stuff without any supervision or oversight, and uh, figured out that she could put in these 20 ghost employees. You know, we are not a payroll service. We are that bookkeeper um, who is not in your office, but provides that oversight and separation of duties. Um, so if you are a business owner, who doesn't find the time to review your payroll, that's what we do. Uh, that we make sure that, uh, that the employees are real employees and uh, manage that remittance of payroll to the payroll service. You know, sometimes I'll get a, a quizzical look of, are you a payroll service? Well, we're not, but somebody has to uh, to remit that payroll to the payroll service. So in this case, in, in this case, Green Tree had a payroll service, but they didn't know if these 20 employees were real or not. And so y- you need that you need that review. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's and that's what we or 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 any um, uh, well-run uh, bookkeeping service that has more than one person assigned to an account uh, brings to you. Yeah. All right. You know, and, and I was, you know, looking at um, uh, her LinkedIn profile, and and again, you know, I, I don't know how big Green Tree Landscaping is, but uh, her her background was uh, very little on the bookkeeping side of things or accounting. 
she has a high school diploma from 2012, um, has worked as a customer service rep or administrative assistant in, in various companies. And, and just because somebody says that they're familiar with, uh, whether it's QuickBooks or knows how to turn on a laptop, doesn't mean they know how to do accounting and bookkeeping. Yeah. And so, so that's, that's, that's important. Well, I think, you know, and again, we'll, we'll move on to number two, but again, I'll just share maybe for the listeners, if anybody uh, has any sort of similarity like this. Uh, so we have engaged a, uh, an online payroll company to do this. And frankly, you know, uh, Joey on my team, who is a rock star in a zillion ways, is not uh, a payroll rock star or an accounting rock star. He's uh, by default the guy that happened to be available to set us up. And so he set us up on this online system and, and we don't have any sort of checks and balances in place until we engage you guys, right, Craig, to help us with that. But I, you know, I could see in this, in this world of like, you know, I was talking with you before we got on uh, air uh, that, you know, he, Joey asked me, hey, how much are we paying this person or that person? I tell him, and he could go in and pay them 20000 more or 30000 more. And again, I, I need to be diligent about checking it. And so I, I need to do that. But, you know, if, if you're not, we just talked to a business owner right before coming on air, right, who was talking about the last thing in the world he wants to mess around with is this stuff, right? I think there's a lot of business owners that are like this. And so a service like yours, whether it's supporting strategies or somebody like that, I think it's critical to have that separation in church and state. So anyway, I just, I, I you know, this resonate. This one resonates with me I big time. I say this. <laughs> I say this every month on this podcast that trust is not a is not an internal control. Yeah. Uh, it's our. Um, uh, we tend to default to I trust them. I'm sure that Green Tree trusted uh, Daniela's Molina and Noda, and uh, just some simple. Some simple steps can uh, can help to avoid that. Yeah, the the uh, we were talking about the trust but verify, right? So there, trust there but verify. Go. All right, number two, lay it on us. Okay, so number two is Victoria Mazur, uh, uh, out of Pittsburgh. She was the former controller for uh, Gateway Packaging. Uh, she has pled guilty to. Uh, to wire fraud and has been sentenced to two years, uh, $195,000 from December of 2012 until December of 2017. Uh, and um, uh, her, her method was issuing bogus credit card refunds uh, to she and her husband. So uh, these cases today are a little bit different that we've seen uh, previously that paper checks are uh, typically involved. So the first case was a payroll fraud. And this case is credit card that she had uh, access to their credit card processing system, which isn't um, out of the ordinary for a, for, a, for a controller. But she began to issue uh, some fictitious uh, credit card refunds over that five-year period, which totaled uh, $190,829. She also had a uh, $4,000 in uh, unauthorized use of company credit cards. Uh, so how, like, I'm trying to think in my head how the mechanics of that even worked, right? I mean, I'm thinking of 
so she charged stuff on the credit card, and then, like, like, what did she do? What do you think she did in that scenario? Yeah, you know, so that's uh, $40,000 a year, roughly, that she was taking, and, I mean, I gotta, I gotta give her credit that that's, in a business, that can be difficult to find something of that dollar amount over a five-year period in company and in, in, in credit card refunds. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where she would record them on the books. But how does she get the money, though? How did the there money... There is no money. She would just direct the... She would give herself a refund, and it's and it goes back to her... Oh. Um, okay. It goes back to her credit card, right? Ah, uh, okay. That they... That so it went, there was no it went charge. From, so there's no ten thousand dollar charge, but yet she would issue her own personal Amex, mm-hmm. her own personal credit card, a ten thousand dollar refund, even though yes. there was no charge. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty yeah. good, huh? Wow. No, <laughs> that, I, I man. God, that's, that's something else I got to think about. So what we do is so so we reconcile uh, credit card statements every month, and and we would, you know, if we saw an unusual amount of refunds, uh, that would be certainly something that we would discuss on a, on a, um, uh, with our, with our clients that we've identified that there are, there, there appear to be an unusual amount of, uh, of refunds. The, the credit card processor may also, uh, they don't like to see a lot of refunds and, uh, sometimes won't, won't want to uh, continue that relationship with a, with a client, but, um, yeah, but what if there? I mean, to, to that point, though, what if? Uh, um, I mean, there's so there's no reconciliation of matching up a refund to an actual spend, right? So the refund it could be a lot of refunds. It could be you know death of a thousand cuts. I mean, you could have a five hundred dollar refund or an eight hundred dollar refund, but there was never an eight hundred dollar expense, and there's no way of kind of com- like marrying up the two. No, when you wow. when you go to give a refund, it doesn't uh, confirm that there was actually a charge at some point before that. Wow! Right, you can just issue issue a refund. Okay, yeah. Uh, so she did that, scary. and uh, ultimately, uh, it drove Gateway Packaging out of business. Uh, the firm's president, uh, Ken Getty, issued a statement that. Uh, Victoria Mazur's systematic theft has created a situation where we can no longer remain in business. We have had to sell our assets to a competitor. Also putting our building up for sale. 25 employees have to find other employment. Some have been successful. Some have to take jobs at lesser pay rates, putting stress on their family situations. A few have yet to find employment. Uh, One employee also issued a statement that uh, what Mazur did was unforgivable. She said she had hoped to retire from Gateway. Instead, she had to find another job at age 55. Uh, on top of that, Victoria Mazur had a prior conviction for embezzlement and additional arrest for bad checks. So how? So uh, we'll move on to the next one in a minute. But just so we're not in the business, we people at your service is not in the business of taking credit cards, and we don't have that kind of transaction. But for your clients that do, I mean, I'm thinking of one in particular. But if you got a client that's doing credit cards. What do you counsel them? How do they, how do they protect themselves? If credit card refunds is a normal course of business, how do they protect themselves? Because it could get just lost in the whole 
just in the it could just get lost in the typical transactions, right? Depending I mean, on the size of the company, I mean, you should not give uh, unfettered uh, access to uh, the ability to transact something like that without some type of uh, some type of approval. Uh, you know what Victoria Mazur w was doing is so that she was she concealed what she was doing by supplying the company owners with fake financial statements, understating the firm's sales figures. Uh, um, look, I mean, reality is it's tough to it's tough to police that. Wow. You know, uh, forty thousand dollars a year over five years in a company that may be doing yeah ten million dollars a year. Yeah. To her, that's a significant number. To the business, it's it's smaller. But yeah. you know, again, it goes back to you know having the proper controls in place, knowing your business, reviewing the financial statements. Um, yeah. And and identifying key analytical uh, changes. Uh, you, you know, if you saw, uh, if you had some somebody uh, reviewing the credit card statements, and you, you know, credit card refunds. Uh, I'm I, I would I would imagine at a place like Gateway Packaging, they probably don't issue a lot of credit card refunds. Right. Uh, it's not a retail store where people are bringing merchandise back. Yeah. And, and so just some, some simple reviews by somebody uh, that is that does not have access to do that can highlight that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Victoria from Pittsburgh. So we are a Cincinnati-based show. We're Bengals fans. You know, we're playing the Steelers this uh, weekend, so I can't I, I, I can't resist the temptation to say we've got a, a Steeler as the leader in the clubhouse. Craig, is that fair? Is I can't do that no? because we have a um, we have an eight figure eight figure eight figure eight um, figure okay uh, case of embezzling, and this is not. I mean, yeah, when you're dealing with an eight figure deal like this, uh, naturally. The the business uh, is is much larger, and so this is not the this is not a typical client for us situation, right? Um, so this is the University of South Florida Health, where um, uh, the accounting manager uh, took twelve point eight million dollars. Uh, I can't remember what the period of time was, but it wasn't a uh, wasn't a crazy long period of time. Um, uh, USF Health does 1.6 billion on an annual basis, so this is less than one percent of their annual sales. So it just kind of gets kind of got lost in the lost in the shuffle. Wow! But Ralph Puglisi, Ralph, uh, was the accounting manager at USF Health and uh, so his so his scheme there was uh, he had access to a, a credit card and uh, he took 12.8 million dollars it's a little confusing um, uh, that maybe 11.5 million of that went through an adult website or 1.3 million. I'm not sure why such a large variance. 
it's, it's not under dispute the dollar amount, but how he did it, uh, he was using something call, called girlfundme.com. Oh, I didn't say GoFundMe. It's <laughs> GirlFundMe. Um, oh, and he was splitting uh, the money that he was laundering there. Uh, 40% was going to some woman that he, he, he met on GirlFundMe, and 60% was going to Ralph. So of the $12.8 million, Ralph didn't. Uh, he was generous and gave 40% to uh, some other oh, gosh. So some many, other participant so many bad who, who is who I, I think is probably uh, long gone at this uh, at this point. Uh, he spent the money on home renovations, chartered yachts, rent payments. Uh, had a place in Palm Harbor, place in Virgin Islands. Uh, an Audi, some jewelry, and he has uh, uh, what's the status of this? Uh, I don't know if this is still uh, he has he has pled guilty, but I think he's he waived his right to a trial and is and, and is uh, uh, awaiting sentencing. All right, so I, I just, you know, look, I, I don't know. I'm feeling it today. I, I cannot resist the temptation to make a comment about the place in Virgin Islands when he was funding by GirlFundMe. It just seems like an oxymoron. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't know. You know, maybe call me crazy here. So, hey, so I know this is not your typical customer. What, what do you want to highlight on this one? This is not where we live normally, the small business world. But No, uh, but it's access to a company credit card, and then – you know, even though it's a much larger operation, I mean, somebody's got to be reviewing that and seeing these transactions that it probably started small with Ralph and then began to see uh, that he could get away with more and more. But, the, but there has to be, you know, you, you know I'm, not, I'm not real big on the company credit card thing in the first place. Um, but there are ways to, there are systems available that can highlight, uh, that can set budgets, uh, and when a employee exceeds that budget or restricts certain types of transactions, uh, and for some reason, somebody the size of USF Health, um, they were not doing that. I found a um, uh, a a statement from the. Uh, uh, the prosecutor in this, uh, I, I found very, very relevant. And he says, one person having the keys to the castle, they're able to spend the money, they're able to approve the expenditure, and then they're able to do the journal entries as well. And there, there you go. There's, there's the lack of uh, separation of duties, uh, poor in, internal controls, uh, able to spend the money, able to approve the spending of that money, and then they're able to record how that money was spent in the financial statements. And that's how somebody like Ralph Puglisi, it was over a six-year period, gets away with $12.8 million because USF Health did not find it important enough to, uh, to um, supervise his work. All right. So my, my tip of the week, Craig, as I'm listening to you take us through these three things as we wind this down, I, 
I, I got to go in the wor words of the uh, uh, immortal late great Ronald Reagan. Uh, this, this definitely feels like the trust but verify episode to me. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, how about, how about verify and then trust? <laughs> you, can, you can flip that around. Verify and then trust. All right, fair enough. So verify and then trust. But, uh, Craig, anything you want to leave the, uh, our listeners with here? No, just, you know, every month we see these cases and there are uh, ways to avoid this type of stuff happening, but the business owners uh, get caught up in other aspects of their of their work and then overlook some of these uh, what I what I think are re relatively simple uh, measures that can be taken awesome well look it concludes I think another uh, episode another uh, I, I don't know I'm gonna call it a scary episode it is October I guess it is right, uh, getting, right. Close, getting close to uh, next month right so next month can be our October kind of scary well this is the month, October bad so. bookkeeper of the month um, uh, so let's so let's pick one here yeah and and end with our with our bad bookkeeper look these are all strong contenders Payroll fraud, credit card refunds, but wow, you know, a an eight-figure embezzlement from a look. This guy was not upper management. He was an accounting manager, probably mid-level. That uh, you know, sometimes you see these like you know big complicated schemes, um, in which maybe uh, the top management. Are doing some crazy things. I mean, this is this is an accounting manager that had access to a credit card, and he figured out somewhere along the way that he could start taking upwards of two million dollars a year uh, through unauthorized use of his credit cards, and was able to record it. And I think Ralph is going to go away for a a pretty long time, and this is never going to be. Uh, repaid. Uh, he had some fun along the way with a place in the Virgin Islands and some nice cars. And but Ralph, you know, Ralph Belisi, he's the he's the bad bookkeeper of the month. Ralph. All right. Well, that concludes episode number four in the books. Thank you as always, Craig. Appreciate uh, you sharing the wisdom and the the information. We look forward to next month. If uh, if any listener wants to uh, send me. They're, uh, they're bad bookkeepers. It's Craig Feltner, C. Feltner at SupportingStrategies.com. Uh, cell phone number is 513-325-9551. And we look forward to uh, uh, episode number five of the uh, Bad Bookkeeper of the Month Club.